Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, our guest on the show today is Mr. Barry Widener of CrossFit Generation, joining us from Horsham, Pennsylvania. Barry, what's going on, man? How are you? Uh, I'm well, thank you. How are you? I am very, very well. I am particularly excited for this episode. Barry and I got to chat a minute before starting the recording here, obviously. But CrossFit Generation is one of the earliest iterations of CrossFit boxes here in the U.S. I'll let you kind of tell the story and, and paint a picture of what this actually is. But for the people who aren't familiar with your box, Give us a little bit of a, a word description here. How do you tell people what CrossFit Generation is? Uh, we are a gym based on integrity, core values, uh, classic CrossFit model. We're very family oriented. Um, and sustainability is a big term for me nowadays with CrossFit. So that's the kind of the framework of, of our gym. And creating relationships is another big, uh, big concept as well. Yeah. We don't really have to do that much work in explaining what CrossFit is. I think at this point, anybody that listens to this show has a pretty good idea of, of what it is that, that we're talking about when you describe it as a classic CrossFit gym. Mm-hmm. But take us back. I, I, I love the origin stories behind things mm-hmm. like this. Bring me back, not necessarily to even the day that the doors open. Bring me back to the day that that the idea popped into your head. I'm going to open up my own CrossFit affiliate. What uh, was going on and, and what sparked all of this? I worked in corporate fitness uh, for a number of years before I was brought the idea of CrossFit. I remember sitting in the basement gym. I worked for Johnson & Johnson Pharmaceuticals. And I was sitting in the basement gym that I had opened because they asked me to open up some gyms for the like a member benefit. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm sitting on there and one of the employees came, come up to me and said, you have to look at this new, uh, new fitness, you know, wave, if you will. I'm like, okay, tell me about it. I'm all about it. So she said, <laughs> look up CrossFit and then typed it in. And Joe, and I tell you, I got lost in it from day one. I was like, we wow. drank the Kool-Aid. I, yeah, exactly. I was like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Cause I was very tired of the corporate fitness model. Um, mm-hmm. Very cookie cutter. And I needed to, no pun intended with rogue fitness, but I wanted to be a little bit more rogue and a little bit more, um, you know, that kind of uh, grimy, Pulling dirty, the yeah, lines, like just kind of like going outside. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, I just, I read all the early journal articles I just, I started doing the wad, uh, the, the workout of the day, you know, in the corporate gym, I'm doing kipping pull-ups on one of those cable crossover machines, shaking the whole thing back and forth. <laughs> uh, my first rock at, my first workout ever was Cindy. So my first workout was one of the benchmarks, yeah. oddly enough. And then, uh, so I told my then uh, girlfriend, who is my wife now, Jocelyn about it. And she was a marathon runner. She was a, an old, like not ultra, but like love distance stuff. And she said, Oh, well, I don't know. You know, just, you know, get, get into it, dive deep. And did I ever, so I got certified in, uh, let's see, 2000, 
2006. It was July of 2006. I got certified in Pittsburgh, CrossFit Pittsburgh. And then, and oddly enough, um, it was Glassman, Castro, Nicole Carroll, all the early guys were the level one cert people. <laughs> so I met yeah. all those guys. Yep. And they were actually doing the course. Yeah, exactly. So there's, there was pictures of me with them in my office. It's pretty neat. And then, uh, yeah, I just dove deep into it, experienced my first CrossFit workout at a box called CrossFit Philly. I started coaching for them a little bit um, in the early mornings to get my feet wet with coaching it um, after I got certified. And I quit my corporate job and uh, emptied out my savings account and started buying CrossFit equipment, started doing classes outside in 2007. And then we, Jocelyn and I got a, a thousand square foot plumbing warehouse uh, next to a deli in Hatboro, which is the town over. And we started with seven members. And now, you know, 15 years later, we're 300 plus 12,000 square feet and a lot of meat and potatoes in the middle. <laughs> I'm sure so, there's plenty of, of wisdom and war stories yeah, through the middle of yeah. that. Talk to me first and foremost about what the biggest difference is between 2008 CrossFit generation and 2023 CrossFit generation. We were really interested because we were right there when the CrossFit Games started, right? I mean, I think the games were in 08 or 09. So we were really interested in the comp the competitive side of things. And, you know, I did regionals three times for the team and we really got local comps, you name it, we did it. But I think the difference of 08 and, and right now is that style where we went from that competitive you know, drill yourself every day, no rest, right? Like you have to be sore all the time to, I don't really want to be sore all the time because I'd like to be able to function <laughs> and mm. be able to sustain this because I love CrossFit. I have since I started it, since that day I was found it. And I want to be able to do this when I'm 75 <laughs> and be able to do the things I'm doing now. And I think that's, it, it's that term I used first, that sustainability is really what I'm focused on now as opposed to the competitive nature of of what crossfit is and i and i feel like a lot of the gyms are starting to turn to that where you're gonna you're gonna be able to be able to reach so many more people if you have that um that framework of your business because you'll attract people that are in their 50s and 60s that can just start a a lot of the gym owners are getting a little older yeah right it's interesting how businesses like this take Mm -hmm. the shape of if i were the consumer what would i be looking for Right. It's, it's sort of mirrored when I was the 15 years younger, Barry, mm-hmm. this is what I was looking for now. Yep. This is what I, I would be looking for if I was a consumer now. Right. Correct. 15 years of, of business owner experience under your belt. What's been your favorite part about operating your own business? What's been the toughest part about operating your own business? My wife and I just had a conversation two days ago in my kitchen and it's we can have our own life and no one tells us what to do, where to go, no valuations, right? No, no one's looking over our shoulder. We can raise our family, run a integrity driven family business. And, you know, Jocelyn likes to say like, we can go to our kids Valentine's day party at school, right? We can attend these family things that some other people might not be able to that are stuck in a nine to five. So I think, that's such a valuable piece to my life is being able to set my own schedule. I don't want to say do what I want to do, but it's really a blessing, Joe, to be able to to wake up every day, loving what you do 15 years later 
and be able to live the lifestyle that I wanted to create for myself and my family. Yeah. I, that's what the idea of starting a business like this should be. It doesn't always work mm -hmm. out that way. Anybody that's spent time in fitness knows that it's, it's one thing to say it and another thing to do it. So flip right. that over on its head for me. What's been the, the biggest challenge for you as a business owner? I mean, you're, you are your own moneymaker, right? So, you know, if, 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 yeah. if you're not, if you're not putting out the passion and the drive and, and investing in your members, investing in your team, and it's kind of more of an ego trip, you're never going to get anywhere. It has to be about, you know, keeping yourself well, but in, and then it also spreads to other people. So you, you, you have to like have the whole, you got to look at the whole picture. It cannot be ego driven. I've seen a lot of gyms suffer because it's, you know, it's my gym, right? It's, it's mm. not, you know, you're in my gym and this is the way. It's more like, no, I'm, I want my community to thrive because of them, not necessarily me. Um, so. Yeah. That's an a, a incredibly important perspective to keep in mind, especially for any kind of gym owner who plans to remove themselves from the day-to-day -to, -day to whatever degree that looks like. But we hear stories over and over and over again of gyms that are maybe named after the owner or the owner is coaching the majority of the classes and they're the star of the show. Mm -hmm. The business can never grow bigger than that if that's right. the case. I, right. I appreciate the mentality that you bring to this. Now, one thing that you alluded to that that raised interest in my mind we opened with seven now we're north of 300 mm -hmm. 15 years of of marketing experience in there what's been some stuff that worked well for you to get people in what's been some stuff that maybe didn't work so well to get some people in i mean we've never spent a dime on marketing joe it's never. been all, okay nope we've never done any type of marketing everything's been um referral based and we're very thick in our community worship is not a big town um so we just i don't want to say the word rely but it's our members if you produce a good product they're going to talk about a product it's just like reading a really good book and saying man you got to check this book out and then they go on amazon or go to a bookstore and they buy the book and then it just spider webs out from there uh, we're we're really into uh team training so you know, I got, I was a strength and conditioning coach at the local high school, which is actually right next to our gym, which is kind of neat. It's like the next campus over. Um, so I got my feet wet in the high school itself. And I also coach my sons and my daughter's sports teams too, soccer and basketball. So that's really great for marketing purposes. So it's really like, show me, don't tell me. So if I'm, it's that leading by example, I, I want to be that person that exudes a lifestyle of, of health and fitness and taking care mm -hmm. of himself. And, and, you know, how do you do that? Well, here's what we do at our gym. You know, why don't you come over and check it out? I give free weeks out, you know, and I'll say, here, try us for a week. Look at the atmosphere, feel the vibe, feel the community and just the passion and the knowledge of our coaches and just how we run the show is, uh, is really quite special. Um, so it really, it really is that it's just people talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I mean, yeah. every gym owner out there would be happy to take that many organic type leads. Is there a, is there a reason why you haven't put any money into marketing along the way? We haven't had to. We've, 
You know, I'll be perfectly, I'm, I'm very transparent with everything. Like we've never had to take out a loan. We've never had to do anything. It's just been such a blessing organic way that we've just run our business. And I think it's maybe it's because of doing that and, you know, it's happening because we did it that way. (laughs) You know, so in, in that same line of questioning, I guess it's important to bring it back to the need, like you said, we haven't had to over the years is it's 300 or whatever the official membership count. Is that pretty full? Is that capacity? Or do you think we can still go beyond that? I think we could still go beyond that. We're really focused on team training right now. Uh, Like I said, we have some like um, our Horsham soccer association where the strength and conditioning place for them. So um, one of our coaches at the lead of team training, like we're really trying to build his, you know, his workload up with team training. And that's our, that's our real, a really big focus this year is reaching out and saying, Hey, we have 2000 square feet of, of turf. That's like grass. So your teams can come in and do speed and agility work, you know, ball handling, really anything soccer specific. Right. I also train a a local baseball team that comes in and does plyometrics and things like that, spring training on the turf. So we're really focused on that as far as the, the, uh, the goal of 23 is, is branching out into that. So as far as membership goes, it's really how many teams we can get now. Cause our classes are, they're pretty full. Like my six, I do the six to seven and the nines in the morning and my six can get upwards of 27 to 30 people. Uh, so I'm really not looking to fill yeah. that much more, Understood. Uh, okay. but it's, it's nice. We probably get about 80 to hundred people per day that flow through of just CrossFit. That's not counting teams or yeah. anything. So now CrossFit has, has gone through many evolutions in and of itself, but a lot of boxes or affiliates that I speak to have kept the focus on on group training as the crossfit model has gone but they've added in other things along the way do you think is that something that you guys do is this whether it's i don't know personal training or or semi-private specialty type stuff are those aspects that you guys could take advantage of Mm -hmm. to kind of further the revenue stream without jamming more bodies through the door yeah, we have those other programs. Like you said, we have personal training, we have boot camps. Uh, we actually are certified nutrition coaches too. So we're uh, branching out into that as well. We have a nutrition program through Healthy Steps Nutrition for five years now. So we have a lot of other programs that are on top of the CrossFit model, but we're really trying to push the, the, the personal training aspect because we know that just jumping into the lines then of CrossFit classes can be a little bit intimidating. So starting with personal training is a really good way to get into the classes, but it's also for anyone that doesn't want to do CrossFit, they can just come in and just personal train. So that has seen a big lift in the past couple of years because we're, we're pushing it a little bit more with, Hey, you don't just have to do CrossFit. You can come in and do strength and conditioning without being a CrossFitter. Um, yeah. We also have Joe, we actually have a cross fitness class uh, five times a week. That's uh, Monday through Thursday evenings and five, I'm sorry, and 9 a.m. on uh, Fridays. And uh, that's a general fitness class. It's a little bit CrossFit boot camp back and forth where they still use barbells and stuff, but it's not any max lifting. It's not any uh, competitive. There's no scoring. So we have a lot of options as far as looking at a total demographic of fitness levels yeah. uh, for our gym. And I think it it speaks to the buyer 
in terms of what they're actually interested in and looking for crossfit mm -hmm. as a as an entity it caters to people that are really interested in health and fitness and so all of these things make sense how do we layer on personal training for those either beginners or advanced looking to learn some extra skills or whatever it looks like how do we put these specialty groups together nutrition coaching most of the time a good portion of crossfit demographic type people are spending money on these things somewhere you guys have just been able to capture it in-house and so mm -hmm the the metric that becomes important from a business perspective is almost more revenue per member as opposed to sheer membership count mm -hmm. right? how do we get them yes. involved in multiple different services that we offer right instead of just how many bodies can we show mm -hmm. through doors right exactly because you don't want it to be that type you don't want to be like a conveyor belt system where there's no you know focusing on the individual and not just like you said sheer numbers um which is like what gold's gym which is those other huge the reason ones. That's that what you they left want. those other entities in the first place exactly man that, that commercial model i uh, no way Got no it. thanks <laughs> that's why i understood okay explore where all of this is going you already alluded to 2023 a bigger focus on training more teams and groups mm -hmm. big picture this thing for a minute barry where do you see or where do you want to see this whole thing as time goes on what's your what's your big goal um it's a deep question joe that's <laughs> what i'm here for yeah no it's good you make me think um i, I feel like my wife and i are always going to be the face of the gym and i think you alluded to it that you always don't want to be it's our gym right we can be the face of it but it not be our gym like it's just not barry and jocelyn it's just cross the generation so i i i guess i can say i want my coaches to be able to to do more there my staff um i have six that are kind of more hands-on as far as nutrition coaching and personal training and team training and i have four that are kind of contractors that do some of the night classes for me but um i would love to see growth in the nutrition side of things the team training side so all those those smaller programs like you said i would love for them to build up even more so in five to ten years I want CrossFit Generation to be the gym that has, like you said, all these programs within a CrossFit facility. And I think that's really, really special. I'm not looking to expand. I think we have enough space for it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm at the end of a five unit building. I have two units on the end of a five. So I'm not looking to like get another building or anything like that. But I really feel that those smaller programs can be larger. Um, and so be able to provide my coaches with more um more revenue for them right yeah so that's kind everybody of wins picture. when the business is making money that's for sure right right and be able to have the schedule like i said I'm, to be able to have the schedule that i would love to have i'm 43 i have three kids and i would love to be able to keep be able to do things with them and do things with my wife and be able to go on vacation for a week my yeah, next question go, actually is do you think ahead. that there comes a day where Barry steps back from coaching to be a little bit more overseer to all of these things. Yeah. I, oddly enough, I feel like my role is really starting to organically get into that. I, you know, I actually stepped away from coaching noon classes. So now I just have my mornings. So my, uh, my late mornings and afternoon, it can be more one-on-one -on -one, personal training, nutrition, coaching podcasts with fine fellows like yourself, you know, things like <laughs> that, where I can really, 
branch out into just relationship building because that will help the gym grow even more. Um, so I have, and actually a fun fact is, uh, like I think I said when last week, I'm actually a phys ed teacher with my wife at a nursery school. So being able to branch out and, and be able to do that every other week at a nursery school to get kid, like young kids into physical fitness and teach them how to do um, exercises and teach them how to do movement skill. That's a really another fun little thing that we're doing on the side to expand the business and expand just our knowledge base. Um, yeah. But that's kind of where that, that, I feel like I have stepped away a little bit, but not as much. Cause I, I tell you the truth, man, I love my schedule. I wake up at 4am every morning. I do my thing. I coach my morning people and I'm good, man. Like I'm ready for dinner at like one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's a really important attitude to have here. Cause I speak to a ton of gym owners that are less than 15 years in that will probably people that own fitness businesses like this build themselves into a schedule that isn't ideal for what they do and so I think having that this is where I want to be end goal in mind how do I reverse engineer that to today that has to be the case because it's so easy to put yourself into a schedule where I'm working 80 90 100 hour weeks and don't enjoy being yeah. a gym owner and quickly I'm not making that much money. I'm working crazy hours. I never see my family. That's not what we thought about when we opened up a business. No, we did it because of the passion of it. Yeah. We did it because yeah. we loved it, you know, but I, I, like you said, I, I, listen, I was there. Like I was, I got burnt out even before the pandemic. I was, I could definitely tell my wife even pointed out to me. He's like, you're doing too much. Like I would, you know, do the early morning classes and then all, then the noon and then I would go, home and then come back and train teams it just wasn't sustainable I was literally the old cliche burning the candle at both ends and it affected my health my mindset like every, a lot of things went down the tubes but I made it I made a change and I wanted to change because I wasn't liking who I was I wasn't liking the father I was being I wasn't liking the husband I was being I'm like this is this is not Barry Widener this is not who I am this is not what my mom and dad raised me to be so I made it I made a uh a calculated change. And I started digging a little deeper into myself. I'm like, what do I want? You know what I mean? What, what am I doing? So yeah. I feel like now I'm really in a good spot. I think I'm, I'm in the best spot I've ever been as just as you know, the personal side of things with my family and my marriage. And I also feel like I'm in the best spot as a gym owner. Uh, but it's, it's, you, it's a grind. It's been a long road to get there. Yeah, it's such a grind. <laughs> I, I think the pandemic Joe took more out of me in two years than all the other 13 before it like yeah. easily yeah and and fortunately or fingers crossed at least we don't have any more of those coming down the pipe at least so no. we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll take it take it for what it's worth barry this is a, a pretty good place for us to start to wrap things up i okay. i appreciate you for sharing the mentality and the experience of of being a business owner i want to save a minute or two for pete for you to tell people where they can learn more about crossfit generation is there website is there social media how mm -hmm. can people connect with you guys so uh our website we just got a new website in january so it was it's uh, www.crossfitgeneration.net um our instagram uh, instagram is cf generation 2007 um i post the daily like I, I like to read so i post the daily like excerpt every day like i almost like set the tone type of thing every morning for people so then kind of go to our story every day and see where 
it's more of mindset training, which I'm big on. And, um, and we have tons of stuff. We, we do nutrition stuff, team training, like, you know, people in the gym and really highlight our members. So every day we're on social media on, yeah. on that Facebook, not as much social media or uh, Instagram's a little bit more quicker. Uh, we're not on Twitter at all. Cause I'm not a big Twitter guy. No, um, we don't I, actually, it. I'm not a Twitter guy <laughs> at all. I, I, I've never actually even had it on my phone, but, um, and honestly, I, what I'm doing with you right now, I love co- conversing with people and just talking about, you know, talking shop. So if anybody yeah. ever wants to talk, any gym owner wants to say, how'd you do it? You know, you know, what it's advice if people are feeling burnout, I've been there. So I would love to talk to you and help you. Um, Cause it's a, it's kind of a healing process <laughs> to get out it of that. It certainly is cathartic so, for sure. Connect with yeah. Barry and the CrossFit generation team on those yeah. platforms. Barry, yep. like I said, man, this has been awesome. I, I genuinely appreciate your time. I'm excited to see what Same. the future holds. Cause it sounds like we still have some, some cards to be played. So yeah. I'll, uh, I'll wrap things up for today, but I wish you nothing but okay. the best moving forwards. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam. And today with me, I have a very special pair of people. We have Drexel and Avery with Kingdom Fitness out of Gonzales, Louisiana. Guys, how are you today? We're doing well. Doing, doing great. Well. Doing great. Excellent. Well, I love it. Smiling faces. Can't bring that shine down. Um, appreciate you taking the time out of your day to have a conversation and learn about the business. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank y'all. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, so let's open it up. Just go ahead and kind of tell us a little bit about both of you. Um, you know, maybe what your past experiences were, you know, that led you up to this point where now we're 10 years past and we're in kingdom fitness. Yeah. So, um, um, being in sports, uh, for pretty much all my life, um and still to this day with a lot of recreation sports um uh, i always had a passion for just overall athletics and um just the way um and the science behind how us as individuals uh can be better uh athletically um just by through training uh learning um uh, working out you know um, all the little things that it would take proper nutrition, all the things that it takes in order to be a better athlete. Um, and with growing up into it more so, um, I started to understand that it's not just student athletes um, that this can all be attained, but in life as a whole, as far as um, our general health um, and overall well-being. So um, for me, 
Um, you know, I, I was able to play college uh, football and sought out um, the NFL um, for five years, um, but I graduated from Louisiana Tech with a, a degree in uh, kinesiology health promotion. And um, I really, uh, I was really pushed, shout out to my professors and uh, Dean at uh, Louisiana Tech. I was really pushed at the time from them uh, to uh, always do more because of the fact that, uh, you know, it was just uh, more than just getting the education. Um, but going there and, and seeing how with your education, you can, you know, uh, change your life or change the environment and lives around you. Um, so it became more of a thing when we had a project um, and that we had to interview uh, somebody in our family and ask them about their health and wellness. So um, I was able to interview my grandmother at the time. Um, and um, she was just giving me some insight on like how health has changed overall um, from the nutrition standpoint, for sure. Um, that the way that um, we eat now are the things that she was cooking um, on the table on Sundays uh, was very different uh, than the way that we are, we eat or what's available in society on a daily basis. Um, so therefore, one thing is like she grew uh, her own chickens. So you know, whenever she did eggs or uh, whenever she fried chicken and stuff, um, that was all farm raised compared to uh, what it is now. Not saying that chicken is the healthiest thing um, in many cases, but, um, you know, she also had mentioned to me that, you know, she used to walk to school um, rather than riding buses. Now, that was also a certain time, you know, where uh, with segregation and things of that nature going on. But um, there was always, she was uh, mentioned how active everything as she was and um, and how it has helped in the longevity. I think she was, uh, she passed at 95, um, but uh, just off of natural uh, causes, like nothing. She didn't uh, pass away with any ailments, anything, just um, natural causes. So um, after interviewing with her, it really brought me uh, it pretty much lit the fire in me uh, to basically go against the grain with a lot of things that uh, just people don't know. Uh, um, and being, you know, we are a, um, we are a faith-based, uh, we are faith-based people. Um, and so uh, Kingdom Fitness is a more so faith-based uh, type of gym. Um, and one thing that uh, we stand upon is like uh, third John two, it says, beloved, I wish above all things that you be in health and prosper, even, even as your soul prospers. So um, one thing that people uh, pass away or don't live out their full lives is because of lack of knowledge or their soul is not prospering in that area. So, um, you know, for me, it was just like, well, we have to get this stuff that we're learning <laughs> you know, um, to other people. 
Uh, and we have to not only tell, but like exemplify it um, and, and try to make sure that it manifests. So in 2011, graduated, you know, graduated, I started off at a gym uh, in my hometown. And uh, that was for about three years there. Um, but I started Kingdom Fitness, you know, uh, was um, doing sessions at the track, just getting people involved. And around 2013, uh, we started another branch um, that uh, is now, but uh, we was doing recreation on the weekends. So I would do like a session on Tuesday and Thursdays at the track. And on Sundays, or Saturdays as well. And then on Sundays, we were like playing kickball, flag football, uh, volleyball, just things to get people active and moving. Um, and so um, I spent about ten, nine years in the gym or uh, in other facilities. And then uh, we was blessed to, as of last year, uh, May 5th, uh, 2022 was able to buy our own gym. And um, so now we have our own facility um, and very remarkable facility as far as in size and stuff uh, as that is concerned. And now we are able to fully open up a lot more of the training and everything that we desire to do to just, uh, we say health people more. Um, and, uh, and being able to continue to do what we do with the student athletes um, and just helping them, you know, attain scholarships or for those that's going from college you know, or in the pros and stuff like that, uh, being an off-season type of workout facility for a lot of people. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a pure joy uh, uh, overall, and that's what keeps me uh, personally rolling knowing that, you know, we have an opportunity to help somebody um, attain, achieve a goal, something that they probably wouldn't be able to do themselves. I love that. It sounds, uh, you know, I played football in college too, up until I got injured. Um, but it's like, you know, the, the one thing you mentioned was, you know, you, you got to exemplify what it is that you're doing and you kind of have to be the voice. You kind of have to be the one that brings everybody together, whether that's in a small tight knit community or, you know, maybe even in bigger places in the world, you know, like faith is kind of like that last resort where it's like, if you have nothing else, have faith. Right. And, you know, pray that, uh, or pray or you know, hope that everything will work out based on, you know, the faith and, I love that. So um, kudos to you guys and being able to, you said you open your business, you open a facility or a building in May 5th, right? 2022? Yes, yes sir. Awesome. So how big is your facility and how many members do you guys currently serve? <laughs> uh, I got to look at the square footage, right? I know right now we're on uh, 1.6 acres of land and the facility doesn't even cover all of that. Uh, <laughs> Um, but I, I, I gotta remember it for the, to the T, or I gotta look at it to the T. I feel uh, like it's almost, uh, I want to say roughly around 7,500 square feet. That is exactly, no, that is exactly. <laughs> it's, it's in that ballpark. Exactly, because I remember when we purchased it from where, <laughs> what room we was in, mm -hmm. uh, renting mm -hmm. out prior, 
um, it was 5,000 square uh, larger uh, than what we was at. So it's exactly 7,500 square feet. Yes, sir. Wonderful. And that's why it's that's, that's one major, major benefit. Right. One does one thing, the other does the other thing. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I get it. Good, good partnership right there. Yeah. Um, um, so um, as of right now, I think uh, we service about 44. Um, so we're not like a gym, gym you know, um, but we service 44 individuals. Um, and I've seen them probably about uh, two to uh, three times a week. Um, and then we just now uh, started some uh, classes as well, um, actually this week. Um, so um, the membership is going to grow because of that as well. Absolutely. Uh, because we are, uh, we open up, we are a facility that uh, services towards silver sneakers now, um, uh, which that's, in, you know, in the elder community. Um, so we glad to be able to have that. And then we have, um, certain classes that we have a boxing class and boxing and kickboxing. So that's a whole different community of people there as well. So, um, but I know as far as personal training, group training goes, it's about 44 individuals. Okay. So lots of room to grow there, especially now that you have a, a nice facility. So, um, even better. So, um, whoever wants to answer this, you know, kind of give us like that elevator pitch. Like if you had to describe your facility, like in this corner, you got this in this corner, you got this, or over here, you have this. And then to piggyback that, if somebody were to come into your facility, what's kind of like that first initial visit consultation, how would you kind of nurture them to say, Hey, you know, is this a good fit for you? Or, you know, things like that. You want to do that? Um, sure. Uh, so I feel like, so I came into the business um, a little later on. Um, this was initially his baby. Um, and so uh, accepted it as my own uh, once he got married. Um, and so he has a lot that he likes to offer to people. And so um, what I felt like I came in to do was to help him bring it all together. to, like you said, give that elevator pitch to the, uh, to the person so that they understand just how massive, you know, what we offer is. Um, and so I'm saying that to say one of the things that we um, started doing was doing consultations and we do free consultations. Um, so that's kind of how we get the client to come in is to go ahead and do our um, consultation form to really find out what their dreams, their goals, their desires are. What are they trying to get um, for themselves? So, so our thing is, how can we help you? Um, and so when we ask them, you know, what are their short term and long term goals? It's an opportunity for us to start having that conversation. Um, and it's funny to me, um, but one lady, she actually put on her consultation that she wanted a Beyonce body. <laughs> um, and so that is, to me, that was the best thing she could say, because that let us know where your mind is, um, in terms of, um, what you're about to get into. And so, you know, he's always reminding her when he's training, it's like, you know, Beyonce put in work, you know, <laughs> you know, they had a body that she has, so you got to put in the work too. 
Um, but I mean, there's so much, the facility that we have, um, it's, it's so large and um, it's ours, so we can make it what it needs to be for our client. Um, and we're in a great position where uh, we're doing a lot of renovations to even open up the facility even more. So when a client first comes in, um, they see where we do our cardio, um, that's right in the front of the facility. Um, and then it's pretty open. It used to be um, batting cages. Um, so we've completely um, opened up the floor. We pushed back the net so that it's that open floor feel. Um, so to one side you have where um, you can do sled pushing. Um, we have the, um, and I'm bad with the equipment, the technical term, but the ropes. Yeah, um, the, uh, we got, uh, um, so it's like TRX bands. Mm -hmm, TRX bands. They call it jungle gym. Um, so the same type of uh, equipment, but a uh, different term. Right. Um, and then we have the open floor where we can, we use the open floor um, and we can convert it to pulling the batting cages back out because mm -hmm. um, we service, uh, that's another thing, like uh, <laughs> a bit of clients, like we have baseball teams that we train. Uh, and we have a lady that's on staff that does softball mm -hmm. um, training, uh, personal training uh, with them. Um, and then we have on side of that is our gyms uh, with uh, the weight room. Um, and so as she's uh, been stating, um, we just tell people, you know, there's something for uh, in the understanding of kingdom. Uh, so the logo is a lion. And so you think about like the uh, jungle in that sense, like um, there's something for everybody. Um, and that's the, uh, that's one of our models uh, is that like, no matter what you're coming in for, uh, we got you. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all here under, under uh, or with Kingdom Fitness. Um, and so that's probably what I, well, not probably what I tell a lot of people is like, no matter where you stand, uh, where it, whether it be, uh, whether it be you just trying to foresee the longevity, okay, well, uh, and to run around with grandkids, we get that uh, okay. sometimes well uh, from, me just training people uh, of age. Now we have, um, now we have open up and accepting silver sneakers. So it was like I wanted that uh, community uh, more, um, but I didn't. I knew also that I could not take them, uh, you know, one-on-one -on -one clients uh, for 30, 45 minutes, you know, two, three times a week, but more so what was the uh, bigger picture was me getting a silver sneakers um, certificate okay. approval, yeah. whatever they call it, in order to um, in order to get that community and be able to help them. Uh, for the student athletes, uh, we have our personal training, uh, more so a lot of them dive into our group training or our, uh, we have seasonal camps. So what we do in our seasonal athletic camps is like 10 week camps. It's like a class um, or in the class setting, but it's 10 week camps of uh, training um, where they could come two to, two to three times a week. 
um, for our personal training uh, or for our general strength, we have personal training and or group training. And then we also have created a class for them as well. So it's not too much outside of when it comes down to uh, exercising uh, outside of the facility that you cannot um, get or gain. And um, um, there is a separation where we have, like uh, my wife has stated, where we do a lot of our speed and agility training or, and cardio, like we separated uh, and put in certain areas. And still, you know, uh, we renovate some things in order to gain uh, gain more space because people operate well in space. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so you, and whenever we, as we are doing, uh, when we, you know, um, set it apart in its certain areas and everything, it'll just be even better for us with the facility, but we just have more than we can chew right now. So <laughs> it's a good situation. There you go. That's, that's not a bad situation. Um, well, lo love everything else going on. You know, it's, it's good that you have the space to, you know, kind of open up more opportunities, um, you know, and, and add more to your, your repertoire and things like that. So, um, you know, with like, you know, the members, obviously you guys said you do like teams of such and so forth, you know, kind of, you know, walk us through, you know, where would you say at this current time, obviously you just got in your space, not too, too long ago, come, come up on, you know, just about a year. Right. Um, you know, where do you see the biggest areas to grow inside your current facility? You know, whether that's adding group classes, increasing group, you know, um, sizes and things like that, maybe contracting more teams throughout the year, depending on what season it is, um, you know, kind of walk us through, you know, like where, where do you feel like, you know, might be some struggles along the way, but then also like some IRS opportunity for some major growth. Well, for me, and uh, it has always been, um, it has always been like being able to help structure uh, and guide people because it's good to have a lot of options, but then in a sense, it's like not good because um, um, people are particular about some things um, and. Uh, it's like they get caught up in the options and get overwhelmed yeah. and don't know what to do or they're doing too much of everything instead right. of honing it down and focusing on what's really going to work. Because, you know, one good situation has been where I would have like somebody that's doing personal training and they and we don't host no more than 10 people per trainer for group classes uh, or group training at the moment. Um, just because I don't want it to be like P, just anybody just come like, uh, um, so what has happened or what has uh, tend to happen is like they will go from personal training and would be one to do group training, but at a certain time, well, if that group is already filled up with 10 people, then it's like trying to find the time that fits for them in their schedule in order for us. So that's a, a, a good situation and we've tried to, and we're going to continue to tackle that uh, with uh, having classes 
um, that's geared to towards certain types of training. Um, and then uh, like being able to do the boxing or uh, kickboxing has been a good thing for those that desire more cardio, but, um, but wanted to also implement some type of uh, aggressiveness or a form of exercise and stuff like that into it. So um, that benefits. And then we have an area called Open Gym. And basically, like, um, because of the price, that, that's another situation that has been in past time. Uh, because of the rate of personal training or group training, um, a lot of people would reach a goal or um, finish their contract, and then they would uh, they would quit or uh, come back at a later time. And by that time, it's like we're starting all over again, yeah. you know, just because of the lack of consistency um, and accountability. And so what I had to do and understand was that I had to be better with consistency and accountability. So we created a thing called Open Gym. And basically it's like a gym membership um, that people could come in and we have a workout, cookie cutter workout already designed for them. Um, They are also able to use it as a regular gym membership as well if they want to come in and just work out, you know. Um, So that has been a big benefit in order to help people stay consistent um, with with their workout or working out. And, um, but that was a, a major situation and stuff, uh, being from that financial area uh, for the, a lot of people um, with doing personal training or group training. Well, another thing as well um, that I feel is a big opportunity, um, it's always been there, um, but we just didn't have the means to truly help. Um, and that had to do with um, the nutrition side of things. Right. Um, you know, we can tell people all day to work out and stay active, but if you're going home and eating the wrong things, it's kind of counterproductive. Um, and so a lot of times when people would join the gym, um, Drugstore would provide them with nutrition guides, shopping lists, things of that nature. Um, but there's nothing like actually giving people um, like meal prep. Um, and uh, we do cold press juices. So to actually give them an opportunity to um, show them how to eat healthy, um, to go along with the working out. So giving them that holistic um, picture, um, I feel like that's an opportunity that we're diving into um, that has huge potential um, to truly get people to where they're trying to go. Yeah, uh, nutrition and accountability is huge because as, you know, athletes and people that are avid in the fitness industry, it's like, you can do one, you might get some results, but eventually if you don't do the other, you're going to kind of flatline a little bit. Right. True. Um, You know, just a thought that popped into my head, you know, have you ever thought about, and maybe it's something that's in the works or, you know, maybe it's like, oh, I never thought about that before, but, you know, doing some kind of like, not boot camp challenge, but like, like an accountability challenge where you do like, oh, like a six or eight week challenge where you pre-design each week and there's accountability task where, hey, you have five groups in your challenge. You know, these two groups are Drexel. The, these two groups are Avery or whoever. Um, and 
the coach has to, you know, give them accountability tasks. We're like, Hey, you got to do this. You got to do this. And they got to send pictures or things like that, where it's kind of like holding themselves accountable to get the most out of the program. Have you guys ever thought about anything like that before? Yeah. Uh, so I've, uh, I've done uh, boot camps um, in, in past time I've done boot camps and uh, I even till this day still hold, a lot of like my clients that come in for weight loss specific, uh, hold them accountable as far as on Mondays and Fridays, they have to send uh, whether they're going for weight or uh, whether it's size that they are using or whether it's a, uh, or just feeling, you know, um, just making sure they are staying accountable for themselves before the weekend. <laughs> and after the weekend um, um but we have different uh different things as well as far as with the nutrition aspect um of being encouraging them to um get on one of our plans when it comes down to nutrition um and uh making sure i also uh, want I, I desire our clients to send in their eating guide, um, eating plans on what they've been uh, eating for uh, every, uh, we do it bi-weekly and stuff. Um, and because to me, a lot of things are just easier for them to see change once they start understanding and getting that sense of accountability for themselves. Um, so we've, I've done that, um, I've done, uh boot camps in this in this with that same structure um and i've done something else in uh in that alignment but that's uh that's the most you know i just usually hold it like with my clients right now nothing per se with classes or the class people that attend uh attend the classes but with our clients and stuff um, you know, because once they have they fill out their consultation form, uh, we have different avenues um, that we use in order to see if they are actually going towards that goal and not just putting stuff on paper. Yes, the uh, the old let's just not and say we did trick. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Been there, been there. <laughs> um cool yeah it, it, you know it's, it's something that popped out of my head it was like you know maybe you already have programs in place maybe you throw a program inside a program where it's like you know hey like we got this class today but you're gonna like throw a twist on it or something so that's good um let's kind of dive into you know lead generation a little bit you know obviously with the new facility now it's time to pack up you know pack up the space and maximize everything that's inside you know wh where you feel is going to be your biggest gain um, in getting new members and what is the plan to do so? Uh, definitely uh, want to hit home with the student athletes um, because there's a um, wide array of uh, sports, talent, um, and teams. Um, being that, um, like my wife stated, we uh, have attained a used to be baseball um, and softball uh facility so with that alone in our area uh as far as baseball is it's, it's just that's the 
that is the main sport in our area. Um, and so therefore there's always teams uh, being, you know, you got the sports dad or mom get upset with one team and then they feel like they won't create their own team. So, um, so there's teams always being uh, developed. And so with that uh, is for us to capitalize on the contracts uh, with them. Um, and it's a easy, it's a, it's a easy thing on, on, in every category, whether it's financially, whether it's space, whether it's like, cause I've, I've been doing this. Um, we've had contracts before, but I would have to drive to the school um, because I didn't have the space to uh, have uh, 15 individuals all training at one time. Right. Um, a lot of people think that we just do speed and agility for athletes or that's what they, <laughs> that's what they message uh, us uh, for speed and agility training in which we do that well. Um, but um, we there's so much more. However, there's a lot of uh, teams that need that and like in that area. So especially with softball, uh, baseball community, um, we have football and basketball and volleyball. Those are pretty much the more highlighted sports in our area. Um, but there's a lot of, so we start at age seven uh, as far as, kids that we will I'll take a mature six-year-old but um so from that standpoint them uh and training them I mean it's a I think that's a that's a big plus that we need to capitalize on because of the fact excuse me they play a lot of a lot of them play different sports um so you see them uh, and we uh have them on periodization training where um, where we able to train throughout the season. Um, so whether in season, out of season, preseason, postseason, like we have that already set up. The diff, uh, when we used asking about struggles, the one thing in that area has been tough was for the athlete, the athlete that plays multiple sports. You know, so we got athletes right now that's starting baseball and finishing our mid-season basketball too. So, you know, when it comes down to training them and, and doing it the way that we know to do it and stuff like that, it's like, okay, well, I want to train you in season because you are in basketball, but how do I translate it to being a preseason baseball player or softball player? Um, that's a, you know, that's a tough thing. And I don't like to just do things just to do it. Like, you know, um, in learning and studying, um, getting all these certificates, you know, for sports performance and this, that, and the other, you really want to capitalize and train it, uh, um, the way that we know that they'll see the difference that we are longing for. Um, they'll see a difference regardless because they are doing something different and consistent. But, uh, I mean, we know what it looks like whenever you have a, a kid that is uh, focused on one sport alone and you're able to 
uh, do the train the six week program and translate that over into the next six week program. Um, so, um, but that's just a good situation. So I think capitalizing overall with the student athletes is, uh, is a big plus because of a lot of them either just, uh, we do sports camps. So uh, we have like a speed and agility camp alone um, that, um, that people can be a part of. Um, we have uh, soccer camps, we have um, basketball camps, we have football camps. And so all these sports have different positions uh, for the most part. So um, I, not only in the sport, but in being specific to the position and stuff. I mean, it's just, and from age seven on up, I mean, it's a, it's a winner through and through. So it's just like, okay, well, I'm not trying to train everybody. Uh, I would love to, but, you know, uh, to attain, you know, kind of about 10 contracts uh, with teams of different sports would be sufficient, <laughs> you know. Um, but that's a hurdle in itself with some cases because uh, the plus side of it is you have high school, middle school, and then rec recreation ball, right? But then uh, the hurdles with the high school, you know, some high schools have their particular ways um, about where they want to train and this, that, and the other. Um, or if that is even a conversation to some of them, um, especially with some public schools that we have in Irie. Um, and then um, with a lot of the uh, little league teams, you know, it's, it's, you may have a coach that wants to do it, but then you really need to, that coach needs to get uh, the respect of the people or the parents to want to do it as well. You know, when it comes down to being, it being paid for financially. So um, there's a lot to gain with the student athlete as a whole. Um, but there, it, and, and truly would be a overall, you know, blessing as a whole um, to get that to cycle throughout. But, you know, a lot of these rec teams, you may have one coach or, and then the whole program may not last the next year or next two years. So it's just, um, it's, it's up in there. <laughs> it's up in there. Yeah, it sounds like a little bit of, uh, you know, consistency would be great and would go a long way, like for you guys, especially financially throughout the year and whatnot. Right. Um, you know, real quick, um, we got we got a little bit more time here together. You know, what's you know, what's the general population outlook look like for you guys? You know, I know I mentioned you touched on a lot of sports camps, a lot of, you know, um, football, basketball, baseball, things like that. You know, what, what's, you know, uh, the general population look like for you guys when somebody comes in? Uh, it kind of ranges, honestly. Yeah, it ranges. Um, one thing I think that we have um, or that I'm always um, – Saying to him is uh, word of mouth is a big um, a thing for us. Um, mm -hmm. His name carries a lot of weight, not just from uh, the work that he has done, um, but just his parents, um, aunts, uncles, 
they've all been in this uh, fitness world. So when people um, hear about the success that their kid or themselves or a partner um, has benefited from from being um, from working out with them, um, that carries a lot of weight. Um, but I mean, it ranges. Um, you have people who are trying to get their kids in at five, you know, um, and then we have all the way up to, I mean, what, 60, 70. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it really does range. Um, like you mentioned, the sweet spot is kind of um, that student athlete. Um, but truly the population, it really, it really ranges. You get a lot of uh, probably uh, 25, 40 range, uh, mid range, that's at the moment. Um, and we get a lot of stay-at-home moms. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of those. And um, people that are, um, uh, that have their own business. Uh, mm -hmm. We got some estheticians and uh, nurses mm -hmm. is another area um, that we get a lot of. So um, it's also, you know, a good situation trying to develop classes for those people that we don't attract due to their schedule. Because in the summer, we're going to get teachers. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, okay, whenever the fall, how do we <laughs> stay consistent in having those teachers? So I believe with us developing our classes, and our weekend weekend warriors, um, uh, those are yeah. uh, a group of individuals as well. So it's us developing, uh, you know, those things. And like we a baby, like I know how I've been in gyms and I ran, I've ran classes, this, that, and the other. But we're not a gym gym. So to have a facility that's more geared to personal training, group training individualized and converting it uh, as well um, to also benefit uh, the uh, those that can do classes more so is a good test for us. Um, and so we have big hopes about that will range and see a lot more in that community uh, wise for those individuals. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. You, you know, it sounds like, you know, maybe like a, a marketing strategy of some sorts to where it's like though, those, those miss those gray spots. It's like, okay, how can we keep the business flowing when we know that we're not going to get like those big contracts and those things like that to kind of just right. keep flow. Yeah. Cool. I think one thing I think would be really cool is if um, we were able to, um, it's more so in the evening, um, mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to make it work. But like right now we have a lot of, um, a couple of baseball um, teams that come in to use the cages, especially when it rains. Right. So it would be really cool if, you know, while your son or daughter is doing their baseball training, if you had a class going on that the parents could participate in, you know, then you got the whole family kind of moving at the same time. Um, so it'd be cool if we'd be able to facilitate something like that um, in the future. And another uh, branch that, so I was talking about our recreation part. So mm -hmm. uh, we have developed a um, uh, way to train them as well. Um, and it's like an in-season training rate that we have for those that participate in our recreation. 
sports on the weekend. So um, that is, is, and we have a lot more people in recreation um, that sign up um, because of the sport, but then now we have opened up an avenue for them to also be able to train, which um, to the understanding parent knows how this all benefits. You know, we could sit all day and break it down for them, but uh, unless they see it for themselves, they're not gonna uh, attend to it. But uh, that has been a major plus too. So when it comes down to that student athlete being our foundation, it truly is. And like my wife has stated, we've also, but because uh, we have recreation for kids and adults. So um, one thing has been always beneficial, like I would start training a kid and then their mom or dad would want to join as well. Um, so, you know, it's, it's good to have that type of environment and flow. Um, the biggest thing that I uh, deal with and trying to overcome more so and it's been better is uh consistency in other trainers uh, <laughs> um, in order to do all these things because you know it's it's not hard for me to handle it all um it's a lot of structure brain power in order to figure out who needs to be where this that and the other um but um you know in this in this uh realm of life uh, training can be anybody could be a trainer in, in a sense it's a sad truth you know for those that been to college uh, got a got a uh, master's or uh, ex uh, exercise science you know and then you see um, a person that has lost 20 pounds and now they like yeah I can train people now <laughs> you know so um, so there's a, a there's that, um, but um, just having uh, people that want to be consistent and and believing in your vision um, and want to stick around to because just not know you know it's not a gym, so it's not like you coming in here and getting a certain salary. Like if you're gonna train, you're gonna work these classes. Uh, you have to get attain your own clients. You know, we have the structure, we have the, uh, in order to be successful in it, but you have to be a person that uh, really appreciates our vision and then have a vision or of your own because this ain't for everybody. You know, when it comes down to engaging and, and being there for people. Um, you, in a sense, have to believe in a lot of areas of life, but you got to uh, put your feelings aside to benefit others because a lot of people come into you already in a bad condition, uh, whether it's health condition, uh, whether it's the athlete that's uh, or the parent that really believes a child could be a starter at a school, but they're not starting. Um, they need that extra edge. Can you? help us in that area you know so you really got to be there for people in the sense and doing everything that you can so um 
So I believe, you know, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of good things. I mean, I, I enjoy it all, regardless. Um, I just wish that uh, people would, some, some people, not everybody, but some people would understand for themselves um, that there ain't no fly by night. It's gonna take everything in you as the individual to overcome yourself or to better yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, every, every gym's got its own different niche. Um, right. So that being said, I think that's a good place to wrap up there. I got two last things for you guys. First one being, you know, if somebody was looking to start their own endeavor, their own fitness journey, um, being an entrepreneur, you know, whether it's camps or, you know, one-on-one personal training or CrossFit or whatever, you know, what words of advice would you get them, give them to get started? Oh, I've done this before. Um, uh, be diligent. Um, be diligent uh, as far as like uh, continue whatever your goal is, whatever your purpose is, whatever your desire is. Um, you know, continue to strive for that on the in the daily basis, on a continuous basis, and that can be just a, a you know an idea that could just be writing a workout plan that could be posting or, or doing the marketing. Um, so overall, just be diligent towards what you desire to do on a daily basis. You don't have to be everything um, all at once, but you know, just uh, taking one step forward towards your goal is gonna bring in a lot of people towards you. Um, because one idea can change everything. So um, that's what I, the way I've seen it. Like, you know, I was just doing stuff at the track. <laughs> um, had two clients and both of them was, uh, yeah, at the time, my girlfriend and her brother. Um, so I was just like, okay, I hope this works. And then people started seeing me at the track more and was asking questions, you know? And so, uh, and then they made a connection uh, to where I'm at, where I was working at. And then, you know, the balls just started work rolling from there. So um, just stay diligent. Yeah, love that answer. Uh, last piece here, you know, give a shout out to how can they, how can our listeners reach Kingdom Fitness? Facebook, Instagram, website, go ahead and give a shout out. All right, so, uh, Kingdom Fitness, you can reach us at uh, Kingdom uh, website, Kingdom Fitness, the number 10 at gmail.com. So Kingdom Fitness 10, gmail.com. Uh, KF Lions. KF Lions. Uh, the oh, yeah, KF Lions is the website. KF Lions, sorry. KF Lions is the website. Kingdom Fitness 10, Gmail is our email address. Um, so KF Lions is where you can see our website. Um, Instagram, uh, you go to Kingdom Fitness LLC. You can also go to uh, Kingdom Fitness Athletes. That's two out of the five that you can, uh, <laughs> I would just say that. So uh, those are the big, big ones, but Kingdom Fitness LLC or Kingdom uh, Fitness Athletes. Uh, on Twitter, it's Kingdom Fitness L. Um, I couldn't get the LLC on there. <laughs> so it's Kingdom Fitness L. 
Um, then, um, I mean, Facebook is uh, KF, uh, all, both caps. Um, and that's uh, some of my main ones for sure. Um, I just made a, I can look at uh, TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> Uh, I had one. I had one of my uh, student athletes do a TikTok class, so I got a. It's uh, Kingdom Fitness, the number two. So Kingdom Fitness two on TikTok and Snapchat. It is I think King Fitness. Let's see. Remember back in the day when you had to actually meet people. <laughs> Everything right. is social media now. So. Uh, <laughs> So it's King Fitness too on Snapchat. Okay. Uh, so yeah, connect with us. That's that's our avenues of connection. Um, but I would say the Gmail Kingdom Fitness Ten at gmail.com. Uh, or you could just hit us, hit me up. There's our business phone is my personal phone, so two two five two two seven five six three five. Uh, you should say that's the best and the quickest way um, <laughs> to get with me, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Um, but that's the best way and the quickest way uh, to get with us. And uh, um, we also have our podcast, KF The Roar. Um, you get uh, on all your, you know, Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor app. Uh, Anywhere you listen to podcasts. We do a lot. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, I'm going to say, y'all do a lot. Yeah, so, um, but that's our uh, avenues in which they all connect to us, our Kingdom Fitness as a whole. So when we, when you asked about that elevator uh, model, it's really <laughs> something for everyone. Like, we got you covered. <laughs> Man, I haven't heard half of those, but... uh. <laughs> awesome you know right. so for everybody out there you got tons and tons of different ways to reach these guys uh and see all what they're doing you know whether you got some kids that need a camp or yourself looking for some group classes things like that um but definitely check them out um with that being said if you are inspired and want to be on the podcast itself go ahead and click on the link below to fill out all your information we'd love to have you but until then y'all that's been another episode of the gym lords podcast gym lords out Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily. And joining us on the show is 
Jill from Fitstop TO out of Toronto, Canada. How are you doing today? Hey, what's up? What's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for asking. So before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on at Fitstop TO, tell us a little bit about how you run your business and what made you want to get started or what made you want to open your gym in the first place? All right. So uh, my gym is it's like a little gym. All right. It's a, it's a small neighborhood gym. And what made me want to start this is, uh, I guess the pandemic, we could say like, I took what it was a like crisis and kind of ran with it and switched my, uh, my thinking. So I used to run a gym for someone else downtown, uh, Toronto. I live a little bit farther from downtown and I, uh, ran a gym for someone else for over 10 years. And I was very comfortable in that gym and they're fantastic, uh, but I needed a change and it was hard to make a change. And so, because I was very attached to the community. And so I wanted to create my own community and I wanted to be closer to home because I do have like small kids. And so uh, even just right before the pandemic hit, uh, I decided, you know what, like we have this really crappy garage structure in our backyard and uh anyone that knows like owning a home with a garage is like a huge amazing luxury because two-car garages are hard to find and uh so we tore it down because it was crap and we rebuilt a full structure and uh when the pandemic hit three weeks later and everything shut down she decided to go for it and ordered all the equipment and then you know that's, it kind of just unfolded from there, you know, we eventually were able to open, you know, probably six months later, by then all the equipment had come, and uh, it sounds like it was magical, I mean, it wasn't like that easy, but it was, uh, it was probably the best decision ever. Yeah, so you guys have a, there's a pretty cool story, actually, like your origin story, I think is really cool, um, so you were running somebody else's gym prior to, and ultimately, like, what was, the deciding factor that made you say, okay, if I'm doing it here, I can do it on my own for myself. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to, I mean, there's a lot of factors. The main one, it was like becoming a mom. Like I became, I, you know, I had my, my first son four years ago, just over four, four and a half years ago. And at that time I was working, like I was going downtown and like commuting and I was just exhausted and I wanted to be closer to home and I wanted to bring the community that I, I had built downtown, but I wanted to bring it to my own space, you know? And there's a lot, I don't know, like working for other people is great and it's a little bit more secure and you don't have to think about as much of the overhead and whatnot, but there's also a ceiling that you hit, that I hit in terms of growth for myself personally, but also for their business. And when the values don't align after a certain point, you know, you decide, I decided that I needed to like kind of take my business to a different level on my own. Yeah. So being that you did have 10 years of experience running a gym, what are some of the skills that you developed over the past 10 years or so um, that you think are like really, really important when it comes to being an entrepreneur and being your own boss? I think resiliency, like just being able to 
put out fires <laughs> here and there. Um, I think the the networking, I've always been the face of someone else's gym. And I, it sounds like I'm bitter. I'm not like, it was a fantastic experience, but like being that person, you meet lots of people and you learn how to talk to people and you learn what, you know, what works for who and what, and you hire lots of people. So I had a lot of experience with, you know, I've mentored a lot of staff. I've mentored a lot of like young women coming into the industry, uh, given them a platform. So I had that experience. So bringing that, I already knew what I liked and what I didn't like, you know, in a gym, I've learned about all different kinds of, uh, like for the business side, I've learned about all different kinds of uh, booking systems, for example, we'll say that like stuff like that, like that stuff that uh, to me now it's like kind of easy because I kind of have gone through the growing process with someone else. Um, but I just learned, you know, how to, I guess I learned the hard way how to kind of stay true to yourself uh, and set boundaries, you know? So in terms of saying yes or no to work, uh, saying yes or no to things that you don't align with, you know, so now I have the luxury of being like, no, but also I have to pay myself. So I have to say yes to some things, you know, but, <laughs> but it's like, but you know, it's, it's easy to look back and be like, ah, man, like that was annoying, but I learned from it. And now, you know, I'm able to grow. Very, very well said. Can you give us like an example of, a time where you had to say yes to continue to grow your business and yourself, even though you didn't necessarily want to. Could be something that was outside of your comfort zone. Like, tell us a story. Uh, like uh, hours, like working different hours. Okay. You know, like it's at first, and it, I don't know, for any trainer that's getting into the industry, um, your hours are going to be like messed up. Like you are going to work and it's not, and listen, that's what you have to do. Like it just, it's straight up. That's what you have to do. You got to work early in the morning and you usually have to work evenings. So I felt at, you know, that I was kind of back to square one with that, where I was like, okay, I'm going to work early mornings. I'm going to get clients in. I want to get people in the door. I want everyone to meet me. And then, you know, so we can chat and we can, and then people want to train with me. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, I love that. When someone's like, yes, let's train together. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, what time? They're like 8 PM. I'm like, okay let's do it you know so at first and now I've kind of transitioned where you know yeah. I'm able to make decisions where I'm like oh you know what I have this amazing trainer that works with me and they're going to teach this class at 7 p.m you should take that class it would be a great mix for you and they're like yeah great you know you develop relationships and but for like I just had to say yes to a lot of different like hours wise um yeah but it is what it is listen like I said to you before like my commute is four seconds to my kitchen <laughs> I can go inside after this podcast and make like an omelet and it's like no big deal you know yeah, yeah. so okay. but yeah I would say like hours are like a thing that I had to kind of have to just like take it for a bit yeah because people want to work out before they go to work at the crack of dawn yeah. and then when they get off when it's like nighttime outside yeah, when people message me, they're like, hey, do you have any like 2 p.m. availability? I'm like, hell yeah, I do. Get over <laughs> here. Five days a week. Let's go. Oh, that is funny. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about how you built your clientele. Um, did you carry over any of 
the people from the old place you were working at? Or did they follow you? Not that you would they, like take them. I don't poach. So I, I've worked at, I worked at that gym for 10 years. I worked at a gym before that for four years, you know, and I've worked at different gyms. I never announce that I'm leaving like, or, and I take people with me, but if people decide to follow me somewhere, then that is fine. And people have decided to follow me and that's fantastic. I would say that most of my clientele, 90% of my clientele is word of mouth. And I think that just goes with working in the industry for 15 years that people start to talk. And then, you know, it's word of mouth, like literally face-to-face people, mm-hmm. but also on um, like in my neighborhood, there's a lot of like Facebook groups. It's weird. I'm back on Facebook, which I thought I was done with. I'm good with it. And uh, so there's a lot of like mom groups and parent groups in the area and people will ask about personal training in the area and people will recommend me which is always so nice so when someone says that they trust me and then tell that to someone else that they don't know I'm like well that's nice you know so luckily like a lot of my marketing and a lot of my client like actually getting a client is more organic Mm -hmm. so what are like the pros and cons of word of mouth? Because we were talking a little bit about potentially you expanding into a bigger space, maybe one day, if that's something yeah. that you choose to do. Um, do you think that you would still rely on word of mouth as the main strategy or would you venture into looking into other avenues of marketing? I mean, it's a good question. I like, I would hope that in a the perfect world that, everyone would just go outside and just talk nicely about me. And then my doors would be like, just knocked down with people coming into workout. But I have in the past used um, like Instagram marketing and uh, whatnot. Uh, So I'm not, I'm open to it. Uh, But, and I'm sure uh, it would probably be helpful. But right now I don't really do that much marketing. You know, I post here and there, someone shares a post this and that and then it's you know kind of like a chain reaction yeah so are you doing the sales like the selling or somebody's coming in they're interested in signing up with you for small group training are you the one who is closing the deal and collecting the cash I am okay yes so I mean I had a lot you have a lot of experience already like so were you already very confident in your ability to sell I mean, yeah, because I'm confident in myself. I think that's the important thing. I'm not selling, I'm selling a product like here, look at my gym, come use this cool equipment. Let's get strong. But also I'm selling myself. Bottom line is like people are paying to spend time with me in my gym. So like, it's about having confidence in myself and being able to sell that as the product as well, you know? Yeah. And having confidence in the trainers that I have working for me. Like, it's really easy for me to be like, hey, you should do a class with this person because she's really tough, but like also super forgiving and like has a sick playlist. So, you know, and like, I think that you just build the trust with clients that way, like that, or that's what I do. Yeah. Okay. So do you feel that you are charging like your, in terms of your pricing structure, are you charging what you're worth? 
I mean, yes. With the inflation of the world right now and how much I'm paying for my damn kids' groceries, like, should I be raising my prices? Probably a little bit. Uh, but I think that, uh, I, you know what? I think that I do charge a fair price. A fair price, but not necessarily yeah. like the true value of the service that you're offering. No, I, I think it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good value. Okay. But what I mean is that it's, I see what some other people charge and I mm -hmm. wonder if it has to do with the amount of Instagram followers they have that they think that they can charge that much. But that's, I'm not, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always like to get uh, y'all's perspective around pricing, you know? Listen, it's one of those things where it's like, let's not talk about money. Like, <laughs> get me out of here <laughs> but I think it, it's listen like uh I find that my my pricing is fair especially my small group training uh and like so I offer my personal training is at a at a good like price uh and I think it's fair but like I, the reason why I started small group training classes as well is that people can have the kind of the atmosphere of personal training where they're training with three other people but at a fraction of the price right because right. it's not sustainable for people to do personal training four days a week. And with some people it is, but not everybody, not the average person. But that doesn't mean that people shouldn't get the experience of having that trainer that's like right there for them. Yeah, so. 100% agree with that. So talk to us a little bit about what the future looks like for FitStop TO. Well, Hopefully when my nine month old starts sleeping a little bit more, I'll be super full of life and <laughs> ready to kill it a little bit more. But uh, the future, you know what? I try, I honestly try not to look too far into the future because I am super content with and grateful for where I'm at right now and what I've been able to accomplish in the past two years in this like crazy mad world that we're living in. Um, but the future, who knows? Does it look like a bigger space, uh, a second location? Probably, possibly, you know, you gotta dream big, but like, to be honest, I'm super happy where I'm at right now. Uh, and I'm, like I said, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. And I mean, like, even what about for yourself, like outside of the gym, what are some of the goals that you're working towards? Like personally? Um, Oh man, I have so many personal goals right now. Like just straight up trying to get back into um, my own training, getting stronger, uh, being a good example for my clients, for my trainers, for my kids. Uh, but in terms of business wise, um, I think I mentioned before that I've worked with big brands before. So uh, doing more work with uh, with other brands, getting back into that world. Uh, okay doing some community work. I have an event that, I, uh, that I'm working on that uh, to help uh, women uh, struggling, specifically women struggling with uh, mental health uh, issues and making the gym more accessible to them uh, because a huge part of mental health is physical activity. So that's something I'm working on. That's a whole different thing. But, you know, I just want to be able to be more present for the people in my life, especially my clients and my, my gym fam, you know? Yeah. 
That's awesome. I love that. I'm here for it. So yeah. <laughs> before we wrap things up in this episode, please tell our listeners where they can find you. All right. So you can find me in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, that small town to the north of the United States. And uh, you can find me at fitstopto on Instagram. And then my website is uh, fitstopto.com. Alrighty, well. And my personal Instagram is Jill with a G, the thrill. Jill the thrill. Jill the thrill. Alrighty. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on the show oh, today. We really no appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, looking forward to seeing what you guys are able to and continue to accomplish down the road. Also. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. To everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.